Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. It's been, it feels like it's been forever. Um, but tonight is like the normal night that we would normally record my podcast, the Life the Five podcast. And um, because I'm traveling, we decided, you know what, maybe we would do like an Instagram live and just kind of chat. So I'm going to ask David Kozlowski, who is my podcasting partner. Hopefully he's going to show up here in just a second. Let's see. David, can you hear me? Testing. Testing one, two. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. Oh, I'm just trying to get the, the angle of the phone here. I know. I'm basically, always... just, I'm basically a boomer. I, I don't know. I use technology. <laughs> I don't have social media. You're... Well, we no, actually okay. haven't. We haven't done a, an Instagram live in like a super long time, right? In like a super long time. So right? welcome back. So okay. your AirPods are connected now. Huh? Your Air are your AirPods connected? It was. I don't know what happened then because I don't hear it coming out of the top. <laughs> I can hear Brandon in the background. Okay, you guys, this is David. I just want to go ahead and introduce you to David. Um, David and I have been doing um, a podcast together for, gosh over three years now. And um, so I wanted to just, you know, normally we would just be recording a podcast and I thought, you know what, let's chat. Um, so you guys, I'm introducing you to David and I've got, just saying, so you know, Capri is just saying hello. <laughs> so Capri, we love you and we miss you. Um, I think my family, is, I haven't like left town for business for a while. So my family's like, okay, wait, when are you coming? <laughs> um so david yes here we are you're back um as i was telling everybody we normally record the podcast on um tonight but because i'm out of town we thought let's get on and, and um go live and just jump in and talk about like what is happening in the world these days the world of um <laughs> relationships, the world of feelings, the world of like how parents can better connect with, with kids. And um, we talked about a few things before we came on live, but I'm teeing David up. All right. Well, first off, it's great to be back on Instagram. I've, it's been a long time. <laughs> Instagram misses I, you. I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they took a big hit and when, when I decided to log off. <laughs> no, but it, it, it is it's good to be back. I know you got tons of friends i know all your fan i know all your followers are friends so got tons of friends so happy to meet everybody if you don't know me i is david and yeah let's talk about some <laughs> stuff real quick because um as heidi was saying is you know after the pandemic and everything like everybody went in all different directions and you know we've been doing light the fight throughout all of it but now we're you know light the fight we're doing a 3.0 version of light the fight so 
we're doing a bunch of new things. And for those people, um, just real quick plug, there's this thing called Patron. If you want to um, get more of an in-depth version of Light the Fight and getting your questions answered, all the things we couldn't do a couple of years ago when we were taking tons of questions all the time. Now all you got to do is go to patreon.com backslash light the fight. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash light the fight. Check it out. It's five bucks a month and uh, really helps us do what we do. But also too, we get to be more personal. So hopefully you guys checked it out. And Heidi wants you to let them know we're doing our first workshop in a very long time and tell them a little bit about that and how being a patron uh, can actually help them with that as well before we talk about our topic tonight. Well, we are so gosh, it's been a couple of years and we were doing parenting workshops locally and parents would come and it was kind of like a, like an all day, an all day thing. And because of the, of COVID, we just haven't been back like actually teaching and talking and doing stuff. And so we're doing our first workshop again. So it's September 24th, it's in Salt Lake. Um, so if you're interested in, I honestly, recommend the parenting workshop for anybody who feels like they've got relationships in their life, specifically with kids that would really benefit from, um, from learning and from growing. And it's just honestly the best advice I think there's out there for parents. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, and if they, uh, if you choose to be a Patreon member for $5 a month, you get a $100 discount off the workshop so it's kind of totally worth it yeah totally worth <laughs> it so well let's jump right into it because um since we're doing it normally we don't do our podcast live normally our podcast is like from the 40 minutes to 60 minutes depends on how much we joke around and stuff like that but uh today we're just going to share a couple things with you and Heidi and I were talking and so I shared something with her and she said well why don't you tell this story and that'll be a good conversation piece so uh, without further ado, if you don't mind, I'll just jump right into it. Like, well, and I got to tell everybody. So David actually, he is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and that's normally his gig, right? But over the last couple of years, he's been developing curriculum for schools and for districts in order to um, create opportunities to teach social help and, and strengthening relationships inside like the school system, right? right? And so David has actually become like a high school teacher. And so this is year two, right, David? So school, you're back to school. Yeah, I, I like how you said that like a teenager, he's become like a high school teacher. Like he's a high like school a teacher. High school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I got my own badge, right? They say Mr. Cause. Everybody calls him Mr. Cause. My, my name's too long. But yeah, so, um, so what happened was uh, school year kicked off here for us in Utah, and we started getting into some of our basic curriculum. Um, and the very first thing I want to teach these kids right in the beginning of school to make, help them make connections is the smile experiment. And that's what la our last episode was about here on the podcast. So if you want to know more about the smile experiment, it's brilliant. It's amazing. You guys, Check every parent should go back. It's David. I was actually having a wedding last week. And so David was on his own on the podcast and taught the smile experiment. It's one of the very best things that you can teach your child, especially if they're struggling to make connections with school. Um, Especially, I mean, actually, like going back to school without mask is, if if they are, they may not be. But learn, like, getting comfortable to smile again, getting comfortable to make those um, connections visually is, is yeah, challenging, well, I mean, even it, in a different way. 
if you've been in a state that's mandated masks the whole entire time, even till right now, this is not a mask discussion for or against masks. There's one thing you have gotten better at, not right. smiling. And there's one thing you've gotten worse at, which is smiling, because if you're not practicing it, you're not getting better. So the, just listen to that episode if you want a, a cool hack, a cool Jedi mind trick, as I call it, to help your kids out and also something that can help you out as well in any social situation. So having said that, so the second thing I started talking about this week, we started talking about friends. We jumped right into how friends are affecting their lives. The class is really, instead of helping kids with their mental health, improve their mental health, never have mental health issues, instead of teaching them about mental health, we're teaching them about social, how to have social skills, tools, tricks, and the, the psychology of why human beings need relationships. It's been really cool and really successful after the first year. So second week of school, we started talking about friends. And in the conversation, something that I mentioned created a different conversation. And when we're talking about friends, this class, we really focus on how to connect with people, but also, if necessary, how to properly disconnect with people. Now, every situation is going to be different when you want to leave a relationship or if you want to be less influenced by the person. And so with these teenagers, we were talking about, um, all the kids in my class, we're talking about how connecting with people through the smile experiment. But also, we began to talk about just the other day, what do you do when you have to be done with the relationship or this relationship's dragging you down or this relationship is requiring you to do things to be their friend that you don't want to do? So a couple of kids started asking questions. So I shared this with them and I thought this would be really good to share with you guys as parents out there because you can, you can really show some, you can flex some cool muscles with your kids if you give them this information because one will make sense and it won't sound like the same typical thing that a mom and dad would tell them when they aren't getting along with a friend or if a friend's bad for them. Most time parents will say like, you know, you just need to cut that person out of your life. You just need to tell them how you feel. When you're out of high school, you want to be friends with them anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's no big deal. When I told kids what I'm about to tell you right now, they really liked it, so I think you will too. I told them that the most important thing for their day-to-day -day waking lives right now is knowing where they're at in their social groups, having a social group, and making sure that they have their finger on the pulse of their social group. Right. If they are unable to have a good, good understanding of where they're at in their social group, what they offer, if they even matter to their friends, if they have a good understanding of these things, that's gonna benefit any young person. But when the relationship changes, these kids that I was talking to have the same experience as the kids that I've been counseling for years. Sometimes we don't know why we're not friends with anyone. Most kids will tell me, hey, I spent the night at this kid's house every weekend for a couple years. We hung out after dance, after soccer, whatever it was, for years. And then now we don't even talk anymore. And they're bewildered. Like, why is this? Every situation is different. So some people think that their friend's mad at them. They had a falling out. Others, they don't know. And on the outside, their parents may be like, well, you just don't play the same sport anymore, so that's why. But for them, they're really trying to know where they stand with their friends. So I introduced them to something we did on, a on our podcast a long time ago called Every Relationship Has an Expiration Date. So I simply explained to them. I remember with, this well. <laughs> with your friend, let's say you meet a friend in soccer practice at, in fourth grade. You're in fourth grade. Fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, you're like besties. 
pictures all the time, never separate from each other, soccer, soccer, soccer. Then let's say you guys both go to seventh grade. You're in middle school now. Different classrooms, different people. But your kid decides not to play soccer anymore, and their best friend still does play soccer. Your kid realizes that they're not asked to do as much anymore. They don't ask them to hang out. They're not coming to them with their problems. They're not crying to them when they're sad. They feel like, wow, like for my best friend, like I see him hanging out with all the soccer kids. I see him doing this, like what happened to us? That in and of itself can be worrisome. Even though it's not a major life-threatening thing, it could create a lot of extra stress, especially in the beginning of a new school year. So I taught the kids, I said, every, ex every relationship has an expiration date. That means when you start becoming friends at four years old, in this example, by the at four years old in fourth grade, when you get to seventh grade, you're no longer playing soccer together, the relationship separates. That means the relationship you originally first had was based upon you guys meeting each other. You had this common thing together, soccer, and that relationship was all about that. Well, at least that was the base of it. Then when you transition to your both aren't playing soccer anymore, that soccer relationship has expired. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't re-up the relationship and start a new evolved version of the relationship with that same person. It means it has to be identified. So a lot of people have heard of DTR, define the relationship. When you're dating someone or even sometimes with friends, like, I don't know, I feel like we're not friends anymore. So you have to have this define the relationship. Where are we at in our friendship? I would suggest ETR, evolve the relationship. So I coached these kids, I taught these kids in class if they need to get out of a relationship or to make sense of why the relationship isn't the same way anymore, you first have to know a little bit more information about relationships and that every relationship goes through multiple cycles of evolution. When you're married and you have no kids, that's one relationship. As Soon as you get another kid, whether you evolve the relationship or not, the relationship is no longer the same, it's totally different. The best, the best couples, the best people in that type of situation they identify, hey, this is different. We're not just changing our schedule. We're changing the way we interact with each other. We have to parent now, right? It's a whole different ballgame. So no different is with your kids. So when I share with them about the every relationship has an expiration date, I always use the example of a gallon of milk. If the gallon of milk says August 1st, it expires, and now it's August 20, whatever, and you try to drink the gallon of milk, you're running a serious risk that you're going to get sick because the milk past the expiration date is no longer good. It has to be re-upped. So just like milk, you don't look at a gallon of milk and pour it down the sink saying, gosh, I'm going to miss having milk. Those days of milk and cookies and cereal, those were the good old days. It'll never happen again. Man, I'm going to miss that. No, you pour it out and go buy some new milk. Well, with your relationship with your spouse, with your kids, your kids with their friends, you have to do the same thing. You need to go to a friend and say, listen, I know we're not on soccer, on the soccer team anymore, using that example from before, but I still love you. I know you don't have the same time, same schedule I do, but I want you to know my life is better because you're in it. I think about you all the time. Just want to let you know I always have your back. The new version of that relationship doesn't require you to be with each other every day. You can miss that you see that person every day, and you can still be available for that person when they really need you. When a friend moves away, it's no different. The relationship evolves. When you have a friend that is going down a path where they're doing things that you don't want to do, it could be sex, it could be um, drugs, it could be bad behaviors of some sort, 
and you love that friend and your commitment, your loyalty is so strong to that friend, but you know you can't go down that path with them. So many kids in my class said, I've had this happen to me. I had a friend that wanted me to do things. I didn't feel comfortable doing it. It just, they were just pushing me and pushing me along to try to do it. And I had to stop talking to them. They got mad at me and they felt that I was a bad friend because I stopped talking to them simply right. because they didn't have this information. So as a parent, this is what we want you to do at Light the Fight. Add this information into conversations. So replace, oh, they're not important. They're not a good friend. You can do better than them. Replace that with this because when you try to tell your kids that their friendships are important or try to uh, just uh, um, minimize the friendships, to try to ease their burden and suffering by telling them it's going to be fine, don't worry about them, that is doing your kids a disservice. It's not a bad thing. It's just not helpful. You're not telling them bad advice. You're giving them advice they're not interested in right now. That's not where they're at in their developmental cycle. Their developmental cycle says, if I don't have these relationships understood and know where they go, I'm in threat and I'm in danger. If you tell them, well, I heard that uh, relationships are kind of like milk. They're like, what? What the hell have expiration dates? Just by saying that, starting that conversation, you don't sound like the typical parent. It sparks their curiosity. And the conversations I have with my students, with teenagers I counsel throughout the years, it clicks. They go, oh, so I can feel jealous if they're hanging out with new people. But I also know that I'm, a, I'm hanging out with new people too. Like, I'm not the same person I was when I met them. They're not the same person. Relationships don't have to end, but they do have to evolve. And part of that evolution could be you've chosen you can't be around that person and you actually need to separate yourself from that person. In that situation, advice and suggestions you could give your kids, when they talk to that friend, they can text that friend, tell them face-to-face, -face, hey, obviously we're in a different stage of your life. If you ever need anything, I'll have your back, whatever. But right now, like, I can't follow you in this one because you know me. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I want you to go live your life and enjoy your life. But if you think I'm being your parent, because that's what a couple of kids said in my class, they said, I don't want to have to parent my friends. But if they're doing stuff that's crazy and stupid and I start parenting them, then they get mad at me. Then it's like, that's so fun. So, hey, go live your life. I'm not going to try to save you, but you don't get to make me feel bad because I don't want to do these things. Well, that's an evolution of a relationship as well. And I think that this is going to happen every single year when you go back to school whether your kid's going from elementary to middle school or from middle school to high school, or even just mm -hmm. every year you, I mean, kids are just developing at different times. They're interested in different things. And I think that helping your kids know that just because the relationship isn't the same, doesn't mean it's bad, but that they can allow that evolution. Doesn't mean they have to write them off. It doesn't mean they have to be mad. It doesn't mean it has to become awkward. But we can talk about accepting that, recognizing it, maybe even saying, hey, I miss how things were last year, you know, but I hope you have a great year. And, you, you know, if you need me, let me know. Like, let's give the kids some um, strategies for interacting with these relationships that are changing. And um, I will give them a little bit more confidence rather than that weird, awkward, yeah. like, we're not, we're just not the same anymore. You know, and, and for your kids, for those of you listening to this, if you had kids come home, they're really hurt and troubled because their relationship with someone they really want to have is not what they want it to be. And it's obviously past the expiration date. Didn't really turn out to be that much in the first place. You can be helpful with sharing 
within things like this to soften the blow. Because you don't want to take the pain away because pain is necessary. If we didn't feel pain from our social disconnections, we would not be human. We would not care about our reputation. We wouldn't care about our behavior. As we've said before in this podcast, shame is horrible, but there's some things we should be ashamed of. Bad behavior, right? <laughs> not showing up for people in our life. Like we have to be, shame is not always bad. It's bad if someone's inflicting it upon you. It's not bad if you're sitting there going, yeah, I, I should be ashamed of myself because I haven't been a good friend to them either, right? Like, so it softens the blow. It helps you give information to your kids so that they can accept that relationships are just like the weather and seasons. They're always going to change. It's not always personal. Now, if you're doing something that you ruined the relationship, well, then guess what? That relationship is expired. And to get a relationship back with someone that you've been a bad friend to, it's going to take some time. Be realistic with your expectations. A lot of kids, I asked them, I said, how important is your reputation to your, to, with your friends to you? Extraordinarily important. They never had anyone ask them that question. How, how important is your, 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 your overall persona to your friends? They're like, really important. Like they hadn't thought about it that way. So I said, okay, if it's really important, isn't it also important to identify like what the relationship you expect and what they expect? And sometimes the best way to identify what you expect and what you want is to say that the relationship has naturally changed. You're not little kids anymore. Some kids say, hey, I love you as my best friend, but you're kind of mean and you bully me a lot. Well, if you just want them to stop that because it was fun when you're in fifth grade, but not fun in high school anymore, you would have to tell them, hey, I know that's kind of been our relationship. You make fun of me. I laugh, but you know, to be honest, I don't really like it anymore. So it'd be really cool for me if we just kind of like let that pass. That's our old relationship. We're older now. Let's get past that. And the kids that have tried this type of approach, it's so, it's not awkward. They're not scared. They get to practice how to evolve relationships. And I think personally, that's one of the greatest skills our kids could learn and we could teach them is every relationship, keep an eye on it because it's going to expire. Even the best ones, they have to expire and be evolved. Well, and let's talk about like, for example, even like you as a parent with your child, like let's say that your, your child, and I'll take, I'll take mine, for example, um, and she's probably listening, but Capri has gone from middle school into high school and the game changes, right? Like her friends are driving, people stay, you know, she's wanting to stay out longer. She's wanting to have different um, privileges and opportunities. And I'm kind of still sort of treating her as, if I'm trying to treat her as a ninth grader or still trying to stay in my relationship with where it was, then that's when we're going to start to have conflicts because I'm not allowing the relationship to evolve because maybe I'm not ready for her to be at that level or I'm uncomfortable or worried or feeling like, or I'm assessing that she's not ready for this change. Right. But this is a good opportunity to say, all right, if we're, if we're going to evolve the relationship, and you're going to expect this out of me. This is what I expect out of you. And have that conversation. And as David loves to say, and you'll hear this if, you, if you're listening to the podcast or your podcast listener, you're going to hear him say, you know, we're going to go first as a parent. And we're going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this leeway first and give you the opportunity to live up to an expectation rather than wait for you to earn it in order for me to extend that 
to you. And that same opportunity can be given to their friends or their teachers or their um, siblings as they grow. Well, and, and, and let me, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to give a little um, takeaway for everybody here, like how to do something. I know we've talked about a couple of hints of how to do things. So if you're a parent, I want you to listen to these two different examples. If you're a parent out there and you're thinking, okay, my kid's in high school now, just left middle school, but I have a hard time not letting go of the middle school kid and me parenting the middle school kid. So you tell your kids about the, you know, relationships need to evolve, expiration dates, and then you go first and you simply say one of these two things. You tell me which one is going to better your relationship with them and also model for them how to see relationships as constantly evolving instead of being always having to be the same way, right? Here's one option. Look at them. You say, hey, Nut, I got to admit to you, I'm having a really hard time just letting go of the middle school years. And I know I need to do it. And I know I got to give you some more freedom, stuff like this. But it's just so hard for me because like, and then you go on for 30 minutes about how hard it is for you <laughs> to let go of control. Now, second option. Hey, so about this whole entire relationships, you know, have expiration dates. Now that I've said that to you, I just want to let you know, I'm actually guilty of it. I find myself, I don't say this out loud, but I find myself not wanting you to hang out with your friends and just spend more time with me. Not wanting you to, not wanting to give you more freedom, not because you've done anything bad to not have it, just because. I'm scared. Like I'm scared of other things happening to you that I don't have control anymore, but I get it. Like you got to move on. And so I got to, I got to practice what I preach. So I'm going to really work on it. And if you see me kind of acting like I did that before, instead of calling me out in front of our whole family or in the grocery store, instead of telling me quit being like that mom, just say, Hey mom, remember what you said you're going to work on. We need a new gallon of milk. Wink, wink. <laughs> Which one of those two different options do you think? Is going to be modeling for your kid and helping them. And which one of them is going to be saying, hey, make me feel like I'm not that bad of a parent. Right. <laughs> and kids love it when we come to them and say, okay, this is what I'm going to work on. This is what I want to do better because I want our relationship to be better. Now, um, real quick, at the end of that, when you say that, I want our relationship to be better, don't end it with, okay, so now what are you going to work on? <laughs> that, that's not, it's not even needed, right? It's, it's just implied. When we do that, guess what you're doing? You're treating them like an elementary school, middle schooler. Cause with little kids, you have to say, okay, now that I do my part, what's your turn? It's your turn to go. If you're talking to them, like they have potential management capabilities in the family business someday, you're like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And that's it. They get it. They know that you're going first. They know that they're going to keep an eye on you. And then when you say, hey, I've been working on this, I appreciate if you try to give me some credit or like, you know, let me know if I'm doing a good job or not. Don't just criticize me when I'm doing a bad job. Give me, you know, throw a dog a bone. Let me know if I'm actually just treating you a little bit differently and trying to, because if, if your kids see that you're struggling to give them freedom and you're still doing it and you're working with them, they're going to, they're going to respect that. Right. And I think that if we give that permission for that evolution to happen within our, our household, our household, we're going to give them empowerment and some modeling for them to see how they can do that in their peer groups and, and yeah. at school. And they're going to start to see themselves as somebody who's evolving rather than just wishing they were somebody that could evolve. Yep. We don't want our kids to be the victims of a bad friendship or a bad breakup. 
And we also don't want our kids to try to save people that they're dating and they're friends with at the expense of their own mental, emotional, and physical well-being. So we just have it programmed that relationships are constantly changing and we need to be ahead of the change and to speak about it and tell people, hey, I know it's different now. Just state it. Just clear it out that, like I said, ETR, evolve the relationship. Yeah, I love that. All right, you guys. Well, listen, um, like I said, I just want to kind of jump jump on here, reintroduce you to our podcast, which is called Like the Fight. Reintroduce you to David. Um, it's been a while kind of since I shared yeah. on my feed I what we're doing. Are you ashamed of me, Heidi? Well, I mean, are you ashamed? No, of me? just, you know, I'm just evolving. I'm just <laughs> no, you guys, David has taught me so much. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting. When I look at the growth that's happened in me, um, I contribute, attribute it so much to what I've learned in the podcast. And podcasts are such po powerful ways to learn more information. I'm super thankful to David because he, he takes this time and information just to help people have better relationships. And, and I don't think there's any of us, especially I know I mostly have moms on here. Um, every one of us could use improvement in our relationships with our kids, in relationships, maybe with our family members, even with our friends. Like relationships are everything. In fact, one of the things that um, you've said, David, and, and is that the quality of our relationships is equals the quality of our life. And so we should always be trying to improve our relationships. And that's exactly what um, the podcast is about. So again, just one, one more kind of chime in. We do have a Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash like the fight. And we, um, we kind of break down some of our um, main like foundational information that we share. We, ha we have something called sessions on Patreon only. Um, and we are also opening up the parenting uh, workshop, which is going to be September 24th in September. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get a nice hefty discount, um, $100 off that uh, workshop. And it's all, it's all day on Friday. Come spend nine to five with me and Friday. Uh, me and Friday. Me and Heidi on a Friday. And uh, it, it'll be a great time. We're looking We've been you lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Cafe Rio, too. If you're from Utah, come get some of that Cafe Rio. You know what that's It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you for listening and thank you for joining us. And as I always say, when we um, do our podcast, I always say, thank you for helping us to light the fight. So peace out. Thanks, David. Bye. Thank you, guys.